Hello, and welcome back to the Sports Roundtable podcast, where we talk about all things Michigan State Athletics. I'm your host, Bella Johnson, and today I'm joined by my lovely friend, Marin. Marin, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Marin. I'm a sophomore here at MSU, and I am a broadcaster for Big Ten Plus on campus. I am also a producer for the Spartan Sports Report, and I've covered the women's basketball team for the last two years uh, for the Impact Radio Station. So. Uh, Lots of fun stuff. Always. Um, like, so much stuff that we get to talk about today. Yeah. Um, back this week after Nick took over for me last week because I was drowning in work. Um, and some of that work had to do with the gymnastics team. So I'm going to talk a little bit about what they did the past week. Um, they were in Pittsburgh for the regional competition, and they unfortunately missed out on nationals by 0.15, which I can't imagine that's a fun feeling but they were incredible in the competition they had one of the strongest bar or rotations that I've seen them have all season um and then Gabby Steven and Delaney Harkness are both going to go to national competing or nationals competing as individuals which is incredible um Gabby is going on beam and then Delaney is going to go on bar so that should be really exciting I think I believe they're competing on April 13th so I'm excited to see that. <laughs> Definitely. The um, program is just so fun to watch. Always. They're so fun to watch. And they just keep getting better. I'm really excited to watch yeah. them next year. Um, and uh, more, so much news. So much happened. <laughs> there's that a was, lot. That was a bad transition. But, I mean, there's just so many random things to talk about. Um, Michigan State Athletics hired a new women's basketball coach. Um, obviously, Coach Merchant had to step down because of her health last month, um, and they announced earlier this week that Robin Fralick would be taking over. Um, she was a head coach at Bowling Green for the past five years, and um, she's an Okemos native, and she's been doing some great things at Bowling Green. Yeah, she's really, she did a lot to turn that program around in the seasons that she was there, she led them to a lot of postseason appearances. I believe last season, or was it this season, she took them to the Fab Four for the WNIT. Mm-hmm. Um, so really great things over at that program. I think it'll be interesting to see what she does with the Michigan State program. I've covered them for two years, and they've had a lot happen in terms of injuries and people leaving and then everything that happened with Coach Merchant this year. This team has gone through a lot, mm-hmm. and so I'm very interested to see how that's going to come out next season um, and what plans Fraley has in store for them. Yeah, and obviously with a new, new coach coming in, there's going to be um, – it's going to be a very different team. Mm-hmm. Um, we had – the graduating seniors this year were Kamara McDaniel, Steph Fisher, and Jayla James, um, and then – in the past few weeks, both Matilda Eck and Tyre Parks both announced that they were entering the transfer portal, um, and they were huge assets mm-hmm. to the program. So it's gonna be interesting to see what the team's like without yeah. them. And I feel like we're gonna be getting more soon. I I just feel mm-hmm. like with new coaches, you get that turnaround, and yeah. obviously, like I think stuff in the portal could definitely I mean the transfer portal is such a big thing in college sports now and seeing if any girls from Bowling Green 
maybe want to follow their coach or any recruits that she had coming in. Like, that's a very big thing with new coaches. Um, it'll be interesting to see because losing Eck and Parks Hurts, Eck yeah. has always been a big player in her two years at Michigan State. She's done a lot for the team. Parks had an outstanding season mm-hmm. this past season, did a great job for Michigan State. So losing those two will hurt. Gabby Elliott will hopefully be back from her injury come fall, so that will be big because losing her definitely mm-hmm. hurt the team this year. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few weeks now that a head coach has been announced. They moved pretty quick on that decision. Yeah, I think she's going to be a really great asset, and I'm re- I am really excited to see what they do next year. And definitely. obviously transition years are hard, mm-hmm. but I'm feeling pretty pretty positive about the, the new coach. Yeah. Um, also, some off-season moves happening. There are some lots of noise surrounding hockey transfers and recruits. Um, obviously, head coach Adam Nightingale, the assistant coaches, they have so many connections to players, which helps with, obviously, Nightingale um, coaching in the national team development program. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's been there's been some pretty prominent people coming in, if you want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, I think anyone that knows me as a reporter knows I've spent a lot of time this past season around the hockey team. I spent some time around them last season, too. And seeing the difference between these two seasons has been honestly incredible. The team this season did so much in Nightingale's first year. They all responded really really well to him they all liked his style of play everyone came in with a really good mindset and I think another big reason that Nightingale was brought in was because of his connection with the USNDP team he has two people from the transfer portal coming in Red Savage a huge pickup fourth round draft pick for the Red Wings he's coming from Miami Ohio and Isaac Howard from Minnesota Duluth he's a first round pick for the Tampa Bay Lightning Mm -hmm. also played with Nightingale and another really big one is the goaltender coming in now, I feel like. Oh, goaltending yeah. is a big question coming in. <laughs> Losing Dylan St. Cyr, he had an incredible season, but he completely out of eligibility. He spent six years <laughs> playing NCAA hockey, so he was all done. And Trey Augustine coming in as a freshman, he actually flipped. He was committed to play for the University of Michigan. Mm-hmm. And Nightingale flipped him, and he, I believe, committed to Michigan State early in the fall, August, September, because he was committed when uh, the U.S. team came to play Michigan State. And I know that was a really big thing. The program was very excited to have him in and see, and all the U.S. kids, to see how Munn had changed, how the atmosphere had changed. And, yeah, I think having those connections. And another coaching connection, like you mentioned, is Reed Lebster, Mm -hmm. who played um, under Jared DeMichael, one of the coaches on the staff, who came in with Nightingale, and he's coming from UMass Amherst, and as a Massachusetts Massachusetts native <laughs> myself, UMass Amherst has a fantastic hockey mm-hmm. program. Jeremy Davidson transferred to MSU from UMass two years ago, I believe, mm-hmm. um, and he's been a great player for the Spartans in his time here. And so, yeah, I think a huge reason Nightingale came in was to kind of revamp this program, and he had a lot of buzz around him and can bring in a lot of people um, Gavin O'Connell, that was another one. He's another freshman coming in um, from the Waterloo Blackhawks. There's actually three players 
that are going to be freshmen next year that all played for the Blackhawks. So they all know each other. And, mm-hmm. I mean, we saw how well that worked out this year with Carson Dorward and Danny Russell. They played together in Sioux Falls, and they had pretty remarkable freshman season on the top line with Jagger Joshua. Um, and O'Connell only played for Nightingale, and I think it was one game he just kind of played like an... I don't know they the like exact... They passed. Like they very, passed, yeah. and he just remembered... It was actually a story that Sam wrote for State yep. News. <laughs> but um, that experience with Nightingale really stuck with him, and I think a lot of players can say that. I've really enjoyed um, getting to know Nightingale this past season. I think he's a fantastic coach. He has a lot a lot planned for this program, and I think it's it's looking in a really positive direction. And definitely a lot of people, some people were lost to Transfer Portal. A lot of the graduating seniors obviously ran out of eligibility. A few who still had a few years left even signed some AHL, ECHL deals, but he has made some moves in the Transfer Portal, and they have all been big and coming from pretty big schools. Yeah, and I know you're talking about Trey Augustine. I think it's going to be really, really interesting to watch him play. And I know I was talking to somebody about it earlier, and they were like, well, he was playing with an under-18 team. Like, how does that translate to college? But that team was playing college teams. We Like, Michigan State played them and lost at the beginning of the season. Actually, I think they beat almost every D1 college program that they played Mm -hmm. minus two. And I think it was Michigan and Minnesota who are currently at the Frozen Four mm-hmm. and two of the best teams in the NCAA. They That program is a great program, and those are all people who go play at the World Juniors. Mm-hmm. Augustine was playing at the World Juniors and played great for the team. He had a 22-1-2 and two record. Yeah, that's that's a, insane. That's an insanely good record. He is a very talented goalie, and I think a lot of people who don't look at the sport of hockey as well, like, oh, he was with a U18 team, like, how well could he translate to college? That team can compete at the mm-hmm. college level, and they've proved that many, many times. And so, yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see how he plays the season, also seeing their two goalies currently on the team, Pierce Charlson and John Moore. Mm-hmm. Moore hasn't really seen too much time, Charleston has seen some time. He and St. Cyr split a little bit at the beginning of the season, and he split some time with DeRitter. And Charleston's a good goaltender. He is. He hasn't gotten as much time, so I think it's going to be interesting to see what Nightingale wants to do because I know one of his really big philosophies is looking at players' attitudes. He wants players to have a good attitude coming onto the ice, and so he doesn't – it's definitely players are aware that they are fighting – for time, because he takes mm-hmm. it practice by practice, and they've all said that his practices are harder than the games. He works them hard in practices, <laughs> yeah. and he he looks at how they're playing and what they're giving in practices. And so, if anyone thinks that they are immediately starting and don't want to work hard in practice, he might he might say, "Take a step back for a second. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm yeah. looking at those um, the schedule that the NTDP played this year, mm-hmm. and there's only a handful of losses that they have here. Yeah. And like you said, Minnesota um, did they beat Michigan? Michigan? Or did they did not. Okay, they I lost like, by one. It okay, was six to it seven. Was close. I was going to say high scoring game actually. Very, I feel um, like Michigan 
is known to have a lot of those high-scoring games mm-hmm. because their players... I don't like saying it, but it's true. <laughs> their players are outstanding players. They, they have are. some very talented players on their team. Mm-hmm. Portillo isn't the best goaltender in... He's huge, which he's, makes him he's slow. He's huge. Exactly. So that's where his, his fault is. If he his has to lean is. over far to catch one, he can't and he's, get back he's to definitely the made. He's definitely had some great games, made some great saves, but mm. he's a goaltender that you can get behind. He's he's not Ryan Bischel yeah, for Notre Dame. Absolutely. Who's also coming back Who next year. Who is coming year. back. That is actually, I think, very much of note for every team in the NCAA because yes. Ryan Bischel, as someone who watched that firsthand at the tournament, <laughs> he <Yes>. is a... <laughs> Force. He is quite the that man is a brick wall. He I is. some of the saves he made were just unbelievable. Like he is, yeah. Like you yeah. said, he's a brick wall. So him being in the NCAA for one more year isn't great, and <laughs> it's great for Notre Dame. It's great for Notre Dame. Good for them. Not great for the Big Ten. No. Big Ten's not going to like it as much, especially with a lot of the goaltenders in the Big Ten being upperclassmen, honestly. Portillo Mm -hmm. is a junior, I think. St. Sears graduated. A lot of... I think. I know, me too. Off the top of my head. I don't remember. I think he might have been a fifth year. Was he? There's some old players this past year in college Ho- hockey. <laughs> college so it's hockey hard to keep track. It's so interesting because you will see 25-year-olds <laughs> facing off with 19-year-olds, and it's it's definitely something to watch. College hockey is really unlike any other sport with players getting eligibility and the USHL and the AHL and mm-hmm. everything that goes into that. It's definitely complicated. It is. Circling back to, you were talking about that first line with Russell, Dorwart, and uh, Joshua. Mm-hmm. Who do you think we're going to, this is really early, but who do you think we're going to f- see on that top line this year? I was actually talking about this with Maddie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not too long ago, because we were like, hmm, I wonder. Because I would think they're staying on the top line. And with the players that are currently there now, I can't really say much about most of the transfers. Mm-hmm. I've seen Lebster play again because I've been to many UMass games. Can't really say much about the rest of them. I'm curious to see if Savage might take that spot or Lebster uh-huh. or even Mueller. I don't think Ooh. I would personally be. I, yeah. I'm interested to see what he's going to do with the lines because Nightingale experimented a lot with the mm-hmm. lines at the beginning of the season and then kind of solidified it as they got into Big Ten play a little more just because. They had so many new players and new faces and a brand-new coaching staff. But, I mean, as of right now, they have five transfers and six new freshmen coming in. Mm-hmm. So it's come down to some hard roster decisions. It's going to come down to a lot of roster decisions because this is pretty similar. Last year there were six transfers, six new freshmen mm-hmm. on the team, and that top line was two of the new players plus Joshua and Again, there was a lot of mixing around, so mm-hmm. part of me thinks Nico Mueller might be getting moved up to the top line, but would Carson and Russell stay up there, or would they get dropped? It's going to be really interesting to see what he does. Um, and we obviously don't know how these transfers are going to play. Exactly, and how they'll fit in with the team. Mix in with the team. That's another one. James Crossman actually played with Justin Jallen at Brown. 
Okay. So he's coming from Brown. Jalen transferred from Brown last year. Now Jalen's out of eligibility, I believe. So he won't be there. But I just think it's interesting. They <laughs> it is interesting. Michigan State. And I think there was one more transfer from Brown the year before that. Mm-hmm. Gotten a lot of turnover from Brown. Um, Joey Larson, uh, NMU, who was just announced a few days ago mm-hmm. um, from the transfer portal, and I'm sure he's played with a lot of the other players that are from Michigan. They all know each other, so it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I really, it's hard to say now how lines will look just with so many new faces and mm-hmm. a lot of talent. And, I mean, you can see it from the players. Nightingale likes speed. Oh, yeah. And the players and he brings in are fast. They're fast, and you could see from the beginning of the season to the end, the players that were already on the team got faster, which was huge. You could they see needed in, that. <laughs> You can see it. You you could tell in their practices. So I was lucky to get to sit in on a lot of practices, see how they worked because mm-hmm. that's very. It was I love that I got to do that. It was very helpful for when I'm broadcasting games, um, and they get worked in those practices. Mm-hmm. They work hard, and yeah. So you could see the differences in the returning players too. Not that they, and also the change. Yeah, like the big scorers. My first year working with the team were really Eric Middendorf. Jeremy Davidson, Jesse Tucker. Yep. And it really dropped off with goals after that. Yeah, speaking of Jesse Tucker, he transferred to Clarkson. Clarkson. He's going to Clarkson, yeah. Yeah, that That was a bit of an interesting one. Mm -hmm. Some of the other, Dubinsky was also another one that I didn't really expect. I was kind of expecting Dubinsky, and I think towards the end of the season, I had originally thought that Jesse Tucker was sick and that's why he was scratched i later found out that he was a healthy scratch he was and the scratch with tucker was always because no one's obviously going to tell you yeah so there's a lot that could be assumed but we Mm -hmm. really don't know why tucker wasn't playing he was a healthy scratch he was skating in all the practices so that's once I learned that he was a healthy scratch and there was another reason. That's why him entering the transfer portal, I feel like, didn't surprise me mm-hmm. as much. He wasn't playing as much. and I didn't find out he was a healthy scratch until after he transferred. Okay. see. So at first I was shocked and then somebody was like, fair. no. like, See, yeah. I learned pretty quick that he was a healthy scratch. Mm-hmm. And so Dubinsky shocked me more. He was playing a lot. He was getting good minutes. He was one of our, him and Dor were, were our two top guys on the circle. Mm-hmm. And so seeing him in the portal was a bit shocking. But it looks like Nightingale is bringing in, again, a lot of new players. And these players, other than Howard and Larson, are all, we have two fifth years. Red Savage is going to be a junior, and Howard and Larson will be sophomores. Mm-hmm. Um, Minnesota Duluth, that's another program that, you're definitely getting worked hard. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they come in. And, obviously, if you've played for Nightingale, you're going to know his coaching style. So, mm-hmm. the players that know Nightingale. But, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be something to see how the team's looking next year. I'm really excited for the season. I Selfishly, I am very excited that Red Savage is on the team because I am a Red Wings fan, and he is a Red Wings I know all the Red prospect. Wings fans are incredibly <laughs> excited. See, no, yeah. Bru- no Bruins prospects on the team for Sorry. me, unfortunately, but... Do I'll... we want that? No, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, looking at the Bruins right now, you might <laughs> want that, but no, Red Savage I was very excited for because I he's a pretty well-known player in the mm-hmm. NCAA, I think, and he's 
spending time in Michigan, I've gotten to learn who <laughs> some of those Red Wings prospects are. So I had heard of him before, and he was a very good player, and he played great against MSU when they played Miami, Ohio. Mm-hmm. In November, I think it I think was. So. It was a pretty it early, was, yeah. It was an early game. Yeah, sometimes it's hard the away games. I'm like, all the home games I knew. I was right there. Yeah. I want to say Miami, Ohio was a random streaming service, too. I don't think it was Big Ten. It was, and I remember that. <laughs> Because I got a day pass to that streaming service so I could watch. It was expensive. <laughs> there was, it was. And I was like, I'm going to do it. Part of it was prep because I was calling the game the next weekend. I was like, okay, oh, yeah. I, watching their prior game is a lot of preparation. Like, it's a lot of the ways I prepare. So I do remember doing that, actually, and watching it at the airport. Um, fun fact. But I'm very committed, I guess. But Very committed. Yeah, I'm very excited to see how all these new freshmen coming in and all the transfers. Yeah, we've got Michigan State has some very, very interesting moves that are going to lead to some very interesting seasons next year. Or, or, yeah, very interesting yeah. seasons next year. Well, thank you so much for joining me and giving me a little bit of your insight to what's going on with these teams. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, and as always, I this has been the Sports Roundtable Podcast. You can get it wherever you find your podcasts.